good Sunday morning. You're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire to inform and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. The question is, what's the difference between the holiness and the glory of God? And that is a great question. The Bible says great is the mystery of godliness. And we see through a glass darkly, meaning there is only so much of God that we can comprehend. The holiness of God personifies his greatness. It is what separates him from anyone else. His holiness is absolute and immeasurable. There is none like him. All of creation that does not already bow will one day bow before him and honor him because he is holy. His glory is like the manifestation of his holiness. It is the beauty and the splendor of his nature. Everything in creation is a manifestation of his glory because he created it. Even the heavens declare the glory of God. When the angels cry, holy, 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 Lord God almighty, the next thing they say is the whole earth is full of his glory. God is unmatched in his holiness and incomparable in his glory. Thank you for your question. Isaiah 6, beginning at verse 1, says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king the Lord of hosts. Amen. Let's talk about the glory of God and God showing us his glory. That's what we want to talk about. Lord, show me your glory. In Isaiah 6, this is the prophet Isaiah. He's having a vision. God has given him a vision in the temple, a vision of the glory of God. What a wonderful vision that God is allowing him to see. He's able to see, uh, according to the scripture, he's able to see the Lord sitting upon the throne 
on high and lifted up. And it says the train of the Lord filled the physical temple. What a sight Isaiah describes. Even the angels covered their feet and their face because of the holiness of God. Just as God told Moses when he saw the burning bush, he said, take off your sandals for you are standing on a holy ground. That ground Moses had walked on days before was no different than any other ground. But when the presence of God was there, the ground became holy and Moses had to reverence the presence of God. The only reason the ground was holy is because of the presence of a holy God. And later when Moses asked to see God's glory, God said, you cannot see my face and live. God's presence exposes his holiness and his glory. Isaiah saw with his own eyes the splendor of our king, robed in majesty. We sing about it. We imagine it. Isaiah saw it. And he heard the angelic beings proclaim, holy, holy, holy. This is perhaps the only attribute of God that is proclaimed three times. It's repeated for emphasis, holy, 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 and perhaps for the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. God is holy. God is holy. God is holy, 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 holy. Lord God Almighty, God, show us your glory. One of the things that I liked about Isaiah, when, when he saw God in all his glory, he, he looked at him and then he looked at himself and he said, whoa, I am undone. What I liked about it is that when God showed up, Isaiah began to realize who God was and who he is and how and his glory. And he began to look at himself and realize that he was undone. He was a man with unclean lips. His ways were unclean before the Lord. And then the angels, it took the coal from off the fire and began to touch his lips to make them pure. God will make you ready to do what he called you to do. My Matter of fact, after the angel had taken the thongs and and the coal and touched his lip out of his mouth, oh God, he said, Lord, here am I, send me. He was saying, Lord, what is it that you would have me to do? Lord, what is the vision in which you've called me for and called me to? Lord, reveal it. Make me, prepare me to go forth to to accomplish the commission that you have placed over my life. The glory of God is really the essence or the beauty of his of his presence. And I mean, how wonderful it is to see the perfection and the beauty of God. It's beyond our ability to articulate and to even put into words. It is something that we can't even describe to be able to see the glory and the beauty of God, who is the essence of beauty and holiness and wonderful and glory. Everything, everything that you can think of that's wonderful and holy and good is God. And Isaiah was able to see the glory of God, not just see it, but see it all encompassing in the temple. It was when King Uzziah died. It was during a time of loss, perhaps even despair. Uzziah has started out as a good king of Judah. The nation prospered under his leadership. As long as he sought God, God blessed him to prosper. But when he, like many before him, became 
became proud and began to dishonor the temple of God, that's when God's favor was withdrawn from him. And the hand of God was turned against him. He was struck with leprosy and he died a leper because he attempted to offer up in the temple of God sacrifices on the altar. And that was reserved for the priest. And even though they tried to warn him, he would not heed. He would not humble himself. And therefore God allowed leprosy to come upon him and he died a leper, even though he started started out good. His latter end did not end so well because he refused to honor God. God is so great. His glory is so splendid that Isaiah described his vision as God seated on the throne, sitting there in the holy of holies, sitting with all of the array of the glory of the place that they had designed and and sanctified for the Lord. And God himself was sitting on the throne. And the Bible says that his train filled the temple, the glory, the beauty, the essence of God was filled up in that place. Sometimes the glory of God can be so that it feels as if you can reach out and touch it. I mean, literally grab hold to the thickness of the presence and the glory, the power and the presence of God, because God's presence is so great and so mighty. Words cannot describe it. But when you see him and when you've been in his presence, something about the glory makes you thirsty to see him more. But the first thing it does is it will cause you to know that you are in the presence of the Holy of holies and you will bow down and worship him. You don't have to instruct people how to worship during praise and worship. You don't have to tell them to raise their hands. You don't have to tell them to kneel and to bow. Just invite the presence of God in. When his presence comes in, his presence will demand that we worship, demand that we acknowledge him, demand that we participate. When God is seated on the throne of the temple, his glory will fill the place. The worship in praise that Isaiah saw in 1740 BC was still going strong in 95 AD when God allowed John the revelator to see the worship in heaven. God was yet upon the throne and the host of heaven was still in perpetual praise crying holy holy, holy. And if you and I even now were able to see a glimpse of heaven, we would see that that worship has not ceased from that time to this. Oh Lord, we crown you Lord of all. Show us your glory. Wouldn't it be wonderful that when we are in service and as we're singing songs, as we're praying unto the Lord, that he himself will come down and manifest himself in the pres- in our presence that he when someone needs healing that because he is present because his glory is there that people will begin to be healed what happens when we begin to worship the Lord and he comes in and sup with us and we begin to sing new songs unto the Lord what happens when the glory of the Lord comes into our church and we begin to praise and worship him like we never praised and worshiped him before What happens when the presence of God comes in and we get a glimpse of who he is and we begin to cry out as the people did in the streets when Jesus came down into the city 
as they cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna. What happens when the glory of the Lord falls in this place and the sinner man who just came in and never knowing why he came to the church, but now he finds himself giving his life unto the Lord. What happens when the glory of the Lord comes into our presence? What happens when we seek after his presence? What happens when we make it our first priority that we're not coming into the church for entertainment? We're not expecting the same old, same old, same old, but we are expecting because we have placed a demand upon the presence of the Lord and he shows up. What a glorious time it is when God's presence is realized in the midst of us. We're so thankful that he come to, to visit us. We're so thankful that God will come and heal us and deliver us when the glory of the Lord manifests himself in our presence. Even so, Lord, show us your glory. Prepare us, dear God, a living sacrifice unto you that we might be holy in your presence, that we might be those who can bow in your presence and honor your glory, that we might be those who recognize when you are in the room. May we never mistake, Father, entertainment for the glory of God. May we never mistake flesh on parade for the glory of God. But may we be those who have tasted of the Lord and know what it is to be in the presence of the Almighty, that, Father, nothing else will satisfy but your presence. Show us, dear God, your glory. May you, Father, be welcomed in our Mm. sanctuaries. May you be welcomed in our services. May Mm. you, Father, be the focal point of our worship. May it be you that we bow down before. May it be you that we worship. Even as you said, the Lord is my name. That is my name, and I will give my glory to no other. God, I thank you. May we never give your glory or your honor to anyone else. May we never bow and worship men or creatures that you have created, but may we reserve that glorious praise unto you and you alone. You said, I am the Lord. That is my name. And I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. May we never be guilty, God, of bowing before another, but may you be the Lord that sets upon the throne of our hearts and may your glory fill our temples God our physical temples and our spiritual temples may your glory your train fill the temple so that there is no room for anything else when you are on the throne of our heart my God we are the temple of the Holy Ghost he said don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost don't you know that you are the place in where in which I dwell in I'm the one that dwells in you and the Bible says that if I abide in you and you abide in me he says if you ask anything he says that I will give it unto you holy 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 Lord God Almighty which was and is and is to come father we thank you because you are holy we praise you because you are holy and we cry out unto you as Moses cried out unto you father show us your glory show me your glory and show me your power last me more of you is what I need I, need you, Lord. I, I want your glory 
less of me. Rejecting the love in your warm embrace, but I realize I need you more and more each Lord, show us your glory, O God, your manifest presence. Show us, dear Father, even the more who you are, O God, that we think sometimes we know you, but your word says that your ways are unknown, is is far past understanding, O God. Help us, dear Father God, to know who you are. Help us, dear Father God, to humble ourselves before you. Help us, O God, that we cry out unto you, that you would purify our hearts, O God, that you would make us brand new, because we have seen you, and we have seen your glory. We are your temple, O Lord. You abide in us, and it is your will that God, that the glory that is placed in us, that it will be seen, dear Father, by others, O God. Help us to be that example in the earth that you've called us to be. That God, that when men say they don't know who God is, that they can look upon us and say that that must be who God is, that they carry the glory of the Lord within them, and that God in us, that we will have the answers of, that man have been long been waiting for because we carry the glory of the Lord within us, that the world may see who you are and may see you in us. Moses desired the glory of God. That was the essence. That is the essence of God himself. There is no greater request we can make of God than that God would show us his glory. David said it like this, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord. This one thing have I desired that I might dwell in the house of the Lord to behold his beauty and to inquire in his temple. David wanted to see his glory. Moses was so thirsty for God that once he was able to see God's glory, catch a glimpse of God, once he said, Lord, I'm not going to go anywhere except your presence go with me. Once you have tasted of the Lord, once you have been in the presence of God, nothing else will satisfy. There's nothing else that can emulate the presence of God. There's no imitation of his presence. There's nothing else that you want but his 
presence. Lord, make us thirsty. Make us hungry for you. Nothing but the presence, the authentic presence. No strange fire on the altar. No strange presence. No strange sound. I want to know what the sound of the voice of the Lord is. What the presence of God is. What the touch of God is. Lord, show me your glory. And he's showing your glory, oh God. When we see you who you see you as you are, that our soul will say holy as the angels did around the throne. And they cried, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and which is to come. That we too, O oh God, out of our souls, that we will cry out holy unto the Lord, that we would demonstrate the the magnificence of God, that we will look upon him and that we are changed. You can't look upon God in his glory and remain the same. You will be changed. You will be transformed. And that's what God wants of us, that when we see him in his glory, there's a scripture that says that no man can see God. The Bible says that we must be holy as he is holy. And the only way that we can be holy is that we have seen the glory of the Lord, that we have been transformed by his glory, by his presence, that we looked upon him and we are now living because his glory has changed us from a sinner man to a man who loves God. When you see the glory of God, there is only one response that we will have in return of the glory of God and we will fall down on our face and we will cry just like the angels in heaven holy 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 I mean God is holy and his presence demands that we ascribe unto him the glory that is due him you don't have to worry about people worshiping him when his presence is present they will fall down on their face and they will worship him and when you have been in the presence of the almighty God and his glory has shone upon you there will be a radiant glow upon you that others will know you have been in the presence of God it will change you from the inside out but there will be an outward manifestation of that inward experience that you have had with the glory of God when we talk about holiness, we're talking about a lifestyle. And the only way that we can be holy and walk up right before the Lord is because of the glory of the Lord. It's because of his presence. It's because of his power. It's because of his love toward us that now we are holy in his presence. It doesn't matter what other people might think about us. It doesn't matter what other people may say about us. But it's because of God that we can say that we are holy holy, separated, sanctified unto the one and true and only living God. And the presence of the Lord did this thing and he's done it right well. And the verse five, as you had said earlier, Isaiah proclaims, woe is me. I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for mine eyes have seen the king the Lord of hosts. When you have seen the King, the Lord of hosts, you will know how undone and unclean and unworthy you are 
Not because God is trying to highlight your imperfections, but when you see the perfected beauty of God, you know how unworthy you are to be standing in the presence of the almighty God. The seraphims took live coal from the altar and touched Isaiah's lips. Once Isaiah saw his sin and confessed his fault, he said, woe is me, I am undone. Then God cleansed him and prepared him for service, similar to what God did for the disciples and the believers on the day of Pentecost when cloven tongues like as a fire set upon each of them. That fire comes to purify and to cleanse and to prepare us for what God would have us to do in the service of the Lord. Before we can go, God will purify us, prepare us and equip us that we might be able to say, here am I, Lord, send me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this day. We thank you, O oh God, that you have created in us a hunger and a thirst, O oh Father, for your glory. We thank you that every walk of the way, every step that we have taken, the path that we have walked upon, that God, that you have shown us who you are. You have shown us that you are a burden bearer. You have shown us, dear Father, that you are a healer and that you are a mind regulator. We, you have shown us that God that you can do things that father no one else can do for us oh God it's because your glory have shed light on who you are and father God we look upon you dear God with great magnificence father we look upon you dear father God as our hope and glory we look upon you father God as our father and realizing that we can do nothing without you oh God so we thank you Lord that which you've calling us to to, oh God, that thing that you're calling us through to the Lord, that you would be glorified in us, oh God, for that's the reason why you've created us, that we will glorify your name here upon the earth, that we will show others who you are, oh God, that we will show others that if you did it for me, that you will also do it for them. Father God, that they would receive you and receive eternal life, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. How would men know who you were if your glory did not shine through us your glory that will cause us to love your glory that will cause us to embrace oh god your glory dear god to be able to speak a word that will lift up a down a bow down head father god in the name of jesus christ oh lord show your glory even to others dear father god that they may know that you are god and god all by yourself we thank you and we honor you and we magnify you. We do thank you for your presence. We thank you, God, for even giving us a desire to see your glory. Now, dear God, would you wash us and cleanse us and make us those vessels that can stand in the presence of God, that, Father, when you pass by, Father, when you give us a glimpse of the greatness of God, the beauty and the holiness of God, that we will know that we have been in the presence of the Almighty King. Father, may you show us yourself 
yourself like we have never seen you before. Usher us into the presence of God, the holy of holies, that we might see the vision that you have given even to Isaiah, where you are sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, that your glory might fill the temple. May you, Father, be the Lord on the throne of all of our hearts. May you be the glory that fills all of our lives. When we come into the sanctuaries to worship you, may you be the center of our worship, the focus of our of our praise. May you be the reason why we sing the cause of our preaching, the focus of everything we do, God. May we call upon the glorious name of our God, and may we never give your glory to another, Father. May we never ascribe to another the praise and the worship that's due only unto you. We thank you and we praise you and we glorify your name that you have found pleasure in dwelling amongst us, that you have found pleasure in tabernacling among us. We say like the psalmist, what is man that you are mindful of us or the son of man that you visit us, but you have found pleasure in tabernacling with us and we thank you dear God and we glorify you and we honor you. May you be pleased with the life we live, with the praise that we lift up before you, with the faith that we exercise in you and may you dear God honor us by showing us your glory in the precious name of the only wise God, our Savior. We lift this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark your calendars now and save the date and plan to join Pastor Bernie Wright in the original Glorious Church Apostolic Faith for a weekend of empowerment during their 2015 Spiritual Warfare Conference, December 3rd through December the 6th at 2030 Joist Avenue, Columbus, Ohio. Conference facilitators include Sister Audrey Tucker, Apostle William Sutton, and Apostle Robert Summers. For more information, call 614-418-1849. This conference is free and you don't want to miss it. Again, December 3rd through December the 6th at the Original Glorious Church, Apostolic Faith, 2030 Joyce Avenue, Columbus, Ohio. Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.